We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Road Trippers. Our next partner has a product we're personally using every day. We're all taking Athletic Greens because we want more energy, better immune systems, and we all got tired of taking pills and vitamins. Want to see what all the hype is about? It's obvious. Every scoop of AG1 tastes great and helps us to feel our best in the morning. We have the peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, and even probiotics. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially in the middle of cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your own health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin'. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin' and get started today. Hey, road trippers, spring is here and it's time to get your fit right for this warmer weather. Get yourself some gear that's meant to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun with premium polarized shades. Check these babies out. They're so fun. And customized snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements, meaning if you're like me, okay, and lose or break a pair even on day one, they'll send you a new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't like them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Again, their team, they always have your back. And here's an exclusive offer for all of you road trippers out there. Shady Rays is giving you their best deal yet. Go to ShadyRays.com and use their promo code ROADTRIPPING for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shady Rays that are rated five stars by over 200,000 people online. That's ShadyRays.com and enter the promo code ROADTRIPPING. Let's continue the morning spice with Allie Clifton before 10 a.m. Channing, shall we? Willie Stroker. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that can't see, Channing's name on his video right now is Willie Stroker. <laughs> yeah. Every week I'm coming up with a new one. What was it? I forgot what it was. Chris Stapps Pordingis last week, and then it was Big Dong Shula. And now my name is Willie Stroker. And everyone wonders why I choose to stay in this lane. Yeah, stay in the lane. You um, went out your lane, and all of a sudden, we got a lot of fans. 
You went out your lane. Speaking I don't know. You had some horny goat weed in the morning. Horny goat weed? Yeah, it's actually a thing. Please explain. Educate it's me. A thing. It's a stuff you get at the gas station. Oh, it's stuff. Um, no, it's gas stuff. station. That's gas like- stations. You know, they've made it illegal for baseball players. It's like, it's supposed to help with erectile dysfunction, but ba- I don't know what it does. But it, it like I guess baseball players are taking a bunch of them before the game to get pumped up, figuratively and literally, and uh, <laughs> it just gets you gets you bricked up. So have they you, said no more boners while you play baseball. Stop it! Have you? This taken is a true it? story. Please look it up. Have I? No. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried? I bought it? <laughs> it because I was bringing it when I was in high school. Yeah, I bought it because I'm bringing it to Vegas and going to give it to Logan. Oh my and god! I literally was just going to say, so can we experiment funny. on your brother? <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. Logan, walk around Poor with Logan. <laughs> Poor Logan. Poor Logan. Oh, wow. uh, as you lean back fair. with uh, the kid on your chest with his mouth wide open. Here You're we are. Me, Smalls. Welcome into this edition you of Road Trip. You know what this is, do you? I do. Sandlot. Okay. Boom. Okay. I was about to say. One. Home Seven run. years and one. Knock that shit out of the park. Uh, welcome to this edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing minus RJ this week. You will not be with us, so it's just uh, Willie Stroker, a.k.a. Channing Fry, and yours truly. Um, speaking of fans, let's we're going to have a couple fan questions littered throughout this episode. We're going to dive into the latest of the NBA. I actually just had to stop you because you're ready to go in on the Nuggets. I wasn't ready to go in. That's not true. But you have a take. I have, you have a, a take. take on it. Yeah, I have same thing. Same, same. But we're going to start with um, uh, a fan question from, not going to lie, I thought when I looked at this, it was Jason Turtle Dick. (laughs) (laughs) But it's from Jason Turtle Duck. (laughs) Oh, boo. I want to touch Jason Turtle Dick. What was some insider info that you couldn't share then, but can share now? Uh, what is that yeah. balance? Like at what point of your career do you have to be removed so much that you can actually say something without getting a, Oh, uh, I think it would be more scout, like a scouting report. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think we've already talked about it, but like, uh, you know, I, I think when you play the warriors, you have to make them play one-on-one. And you can't let them pass, move, cut. They're just too good. Yeah, but you got to be... That was the one thing, like, the last... T- the biggest game was, like, you got to grab them, right? You got to make them upset. You got to be physical with them. We got to <laughs> shake them a little bit. Uh, but that was the only thing. But other than that, really nothing. I tell pretty much everything that has to be told. Was there anything when you guys, like... You know how coaches oftentimes will <clears throat> keep their starting lineups? Right. Yeah. And they won't reveal them till the very end. One, what's your take on that? And two, was there anything within, I guess, like the finals, for an example, when you guys won it in 2016, that was so secretive? Uh, you know what? We were psychotic in 2016 to the point where we would look at tweets and anything that their camp would say. So, like, one thing that was little that had nothing to do with us, right? Like, literally nothing to do with the team. Do you remember when Steph Curry's wife got mad that she was delayed 
Yeah. But it was because of Jay-Z and Beyonce. And she was like, you know, this place is disgusting. And how would they do this? And they're trying to mess with us. Like that has nothing to do with anybody on the court. But we were just trying to pick and choose anything to hate them more. Right? No way. Like, to, yeah, any little thing. So, like, anything that their family said in the in the paper, anything that, you know, like, what Clay said, oh, like, Bron hurt his feelings, what, like, any of those things, uh, like, made us, we just started, like, obsess over it as a team to be like, dude, F these guys. But, like, even our, you know, everyone makes a big deal about, like, the Ultimate Warrior shirt. You know, those are passed out free wrestling shirts from the company that we have been wearing, Homage. right? If anybody noticed, our whole team was wearing like Undertaker, Bret the Hitman Hart, uh, the Ultimate mm-hmm. Warrior, like, under, you know, all these players. It just happened to be that was an extra shirt that Braun had brought already to wear. Like no nobody way. was like, yeah, we're going to. We're going to passive aggressive the Warriors by wearing an Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> and people ran with it. And so we're like, all right, screw it. I mean, but, I'm not yeah, going to lie. When you've got a guy like Braun that is very calculated in a sense, right? There, there are those things yeah. in those moments where you're like, how did those? Oh, we're running with it. Because it looks good. Yeah, it sounds good. It. Yeah, it looks great. It, it looks sells, great. Yeah. It sounds great. But yeah, um, no, no. Any little thing that even if it didn't have anything to do with the game, you know, if Steve Kerr would say, you know, this guy didn't play that good. We'd be like, man, fuck Steve Kerr. And I love Steve Kerr, right? I right. love Steve. Yeah. I love Luke. You love Jaron, like all those guys, Andre. So it's hard not to like them, right? That's mm-hmm. the problem. But then they're like, you know, they're like a porcupine. Porcupines are really nice, but if you pet them the wrong way, then you're going to get quills in your hands. <laughs> Dad, uh, before we move on from that story, what do you mean Beyonce and Jay-Z? I don't think I heard this. So Beyonce and Jay-Z had their own security. So they were sit. I guess they, the story is they were sitting in the loading bay and security wouldn't let anybody come on. So the visiting team's bus was waiting out at the top for like an hour for Beyonce and Jay-Z to get off their bus and to go sit in their seats. Wow. So like as the game got delayed, Jay-Z and Beyonce, I guess, wanted to, because I think they gave the game five or six, whichever one, five, six, Mm-hmm. Or no, no, it was game four, five, six, seven. No, no, no. Six, I don't know what game. Six was at home. Three and four and six were at home. Maybe game four. Okay. But they were at home. We won, I think, game four, right? No. We won game four. Yes. Okay, well they, yes, we did. The one word, word Steph though was mouthpiece. That was game six. Yeah. He might have came to that one. Whichever one <laughs> came to one of them. That was that was a, that was a everything. really bad one. The game six for the yeah. Warriors was yeah the thrown mouthpiece yeah. that hit the owner's son or one of the co-owners yeah, oh, son yeah. of the Cavs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good story. I didn't. I've never heard that one actually. Yeah. But I remember well, all the outside noise. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, at all the outside noise. We we're like absorbing it all. Like, I know they probably did that with us, but it was. Right. Cra- I mean, who knows? It was crazy. Good stuff there. All right. Well, we're going to be taking some fan questions throughout this episode, but let's turn to some NBA news and I will let you go with your take on the Nuggets. Let's start there. Well, I think, you know, if you want to look from February, let's go right after All-Star break, right? Mm -hmm. So March 1st, 
He did not score in the 20s. One, two, three, four, five. Five games, right? Didn't score in the 20s. Obviously getting his points. And then he breaks out and gets 37, uh, 11 and 11, 35, 20 and 11. And uh, you know what's crazy? Those are crazy numbers. But the Nuggets lost, right, to the Bulls. And then they lost to Chicago, Nets, and the Spurs. So, -hmm. like, to me, here's the one thing, and I said this is the only thing I worry about. During the regular season, during the first 67 games, teams, it's hard to really scout. Mm -hmm. But for me, when you get to the end and teams want to try new things, like teams like the Spurs who have nothing to play for, right? Other than to go out there and learn. Now coaches get to try different things, right? So the fact that they're losing to these teams different ways, to me, is a little, like Vooch gave them buckets. San Antonio just kind of blew them out of the water. And then they lost by 20 to Brooklyn. So not like I'm overreacting, but what I'm looking at is that Jokic, they were winning when Jokic isn't doing that, like isn't getting 20s. But the minute he starts scoring up high, they start losing the teams they shouldn't be losing to. That is not good for the playoffs. And here's why. Because teams are going to say, stay at home and make Jokic beat you. Like, play if you have a physical center, make him play one-on-one, go at him on defense, and we'll take our chances. And look, that's what it's and, about, and right? Because you have to... Right, I mean, yeah. You have to and beat a team four is, times. Is like, yeah. And when it comes to, obviously, the playoffs especially, it's all about adjustments. Right. I think, am I worried? No. And I think this is going to get interesting, right? Because now, I don't know if Jokic has ever had as much attention as he does right now for good and mm-hmm. for bad. And I don't know personally if he's used to that, right? He's in Denver. Everybody watches him. But, like, there's never any real criticism, right? Like, Jokic... Think about this. Vucevic goes in there and barbecues him and nobody says anything, mm-hmm. right? There's no other MVP caliber player where if they get barbecued like that or their team's not winning where it's not news. But the fact yeah. that the media is not really, unless we're talking about total, like end all be alls, like why is he MVP? Is he the really, like, is this a race thing? Unless there are these big stories, the media doesn't report on Oh man, why did this happen? Now maybe just a bad game, but there's no other MVP caliber player. Like when's the last time somebody went at Kevin Durant and barbecued him and people were just like, "Ah, eh, it's okay." Yeah. No, it doesn't happen. Or Braun, like somebody goes at Braun, it just doesn't or Giannis. Like when's the last time somebody was like, "I'm going right at Giannis every single time." You right. just don't see it that much, right? Mhm. So, I think it's interesting just to watch uh, just something I've noticed over this last week. Um, and I'm noticing that teams are kind of revving up and having specific game plans for the Nuggets that they probably haven't seen before. Okay, so the Nuggets are in that number one seed still with a five-game yeah, yes, lead. Well, of course. There's about 14, 15 games left. Do you think, one, they'll hang on to that number one seed? I think they they have to. Okay. I think they have to. Playing in Denver's a beast, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? For... Multiple reasons. I think, obviously, the Nuggets are really good at home. And I think, number two, the Nuggets, 
I don't know if they've never been the the team that's been chased. So them at home takes a lot of pressure off of them to like they can make some mistakes and still have a chance, you know, due to momentum. But I mean, if you're if you're first, let's just look at this. This is what sucks about the the Western Conference. If you are first and the Lakers have been balling lately, and I tweeted this. I don't care about that lad loss. <laughs> I it was wild to me. I said, "What the fuck team is this?" I mean, I've only and been asking the question and putting it on our text messages for the last three weeks. It's all because <laughs> of one dude. You know Who? his name, Jared Vanderbilt. <laughs> one dude. Change the whole complexity of the team. How crazy is it, though, that last night had the Lakers transitioning from the Nuggets for a second to the Lakers? Um, how crazy is it that before the end of that game, they were in the ninth spot? Had they won, they would have been the sixth seed? Seventh. Seventh sixth? seed had they won? I think it was sixth. Yeah, seventh, seventh. Minnesota's 34 34. Okay. And then had they lost, which they did. They have fallen to 12th, 11th, 10th, 10th. Okay. On this, they have them in 11th, but yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah, but just, I think they own the tiebreaker versus new Orleans. How about that shit? Well, they have, which that is a big game coming tomorrow what? for the Lakers on the road in new Orleans. We talked a lot about the what Lakers last happened? week. So let's talk about new Orleans. What, what happened? Dude, I don't know. Like, you, you know, it's a sensitive subject talking about anybody with injuries, but it was like, dude, I had this team being third. Like I thought this team could, you know, do it. And I'm just like, they are just, <clears throat> I mean, obviously they beat the crap out of the, the Blazers, but you know, boohoo. But let like, me ask you this question though, because I think I read it the other day. It's a very small number. And I did so many games over the weekend. Uh, so apologies for not having the exact number, but the number of games that Zion and Brandon Ingram have played together is so small. It's ridiculous. How much, I don't want to just ask the obvious, but I mean, you think of just the two of them individually and where they were to start the season and where they are now, how much does that just simply factor in? I think it factors in. And honestly, you look at some of the worst teams in the league, they are awful on the road. 11 and 23 on the road. Like, you can't win anything like that, right? Yeah. And as much people say, oh, look at Golden State. Like, any team that's that bad, they're 35 and 33, but they are 7 and 26 on the road. But to go back to uh, uh, the New Orleans, at what point are we allowed as media – to just call it how we see it, right? Now. How can, okay. How can you rely on players that year after year after year don't ever really show you what they can do, but get passes, right? Like if you're injured, you're injured, right? Like people were grilling Greg Oden for having injuries and he tried to play and it just didn't work out. Like it happens as part of the game. At what point do we just say, yeah, Zion, when he plays, he's amazing. But, you know, out of the 61 games, he's played 29. Brandon Ingram's played 31. We're like CJ Valanchunas and Troy Murphy. Trey Murphy, not Troy Murphy, different dude. Have played like 61, 65, and 65. 
Like your others, right? Najee Marshall's played, Herb Jones has played, Larry Nance Jr., right? Ernie Gonez even, Jackson Hayes. So you have guys that are available except for your main two guys. So how can you get better as a young team when your first two guys are not reliable at all? I just don't. I think so are you giving be... are you giving them a pass? No, I'm not giving them a pass. I just think it's not to me. And I said this last year with Larry, and Larry got got on me. Got and we were getting into it, and I was like, "Yo, you can't rely on Zion. Mm-hmm. You can't rely on him anymore. Like yeah. you tried. I've never known anybody with a hamstring to be out that long. Th- that's what's so Maybe hard. And body, but... I understand. And I remember we were talking about this a little bit, and even you guys got heated when I. Not that I question, but when you only play 29 games and you're voted an all-star starter, knowing that it comes from the fan vote, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. But at what point it, you have to be on the floor? At what point are we not holding that to a, a high enough yeah. standard of where you're measuring a, a player? Don't roast, right? yeah, don't roast AD and make the jokes about AD if you're not going to make the questions about Zion and Brandon and some of the other guys, right? It's just mm-hmm. like it is availability is the best skill. And yep. these guys have shown they cannot be available for their team consistently. Now the verdict is still out on AD. He is balling. He is doing his thing. But for how long? Right? And you should be rewarded for that. Yep. I mean, you should be rewarded for being available for your team to be successful. Do you think uh, the Pelicans will make the postseason? They have Lakers. No. Tomorrow, Houston, Houston, San Antonio, oh, Charlotte. Oh, oh! Then you've got at Clippers, at Portland, at Golden State, at Denver, Clippers, Sac, Memphis. So the next stretch is important, but that's only about three all to four games. games. Yeah, yeah, they better win all them boo boo games. And then but you're but finishing then, your season just... with all playoff teams as it stands right now. Yeah, but those playoff teams may be maneuvering at that point. So that's 50, 50. That's if your guys are available. So you, so let's say Zion is, is he even coming back this year? Your guess is as good as mine. And I hate Uh, to say that. I hate to say that. Um, Because at this point, unless he's running and working out like, Oh, you know, like he's mm -hmm. jogging, he's doing this. To me, you cannot get better at basketball. If you spend more time rehabbing than you do working on your game, it's impossible. We've seen that happen to so many people. But, again, this is not a Zion roast. This is me being disappointed in the Pelican season because I see the talent. I see it. But they fooled me once again, thinking that they will be available to, like, to show me what it is. You give me 15 games, you hurt for four. 10 games, 14 games, then you hurt for 50? Come on. As it stands today, they are not, in your mind, going to be in the playoffs. I don't think they will. Okay. Hey, Road Trippers. Our next partner has a product we're personally using every day. We're all taking Athletic Greens because we want more energy, better immune systems, and we all got tired of taking pills and vitamins. Want to see what all the hype is about? It's obvious. Every scoop of AG1 tastes great and helps us to feel our best in the morning. We have the peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, and even probiotics. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially in the middle of cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your own health. 
So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin, take ownership over your health, and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin and get started today. Hey, road trippers, spring is here and it's time to get your fit right for this warmer weather. Get yourself some gear that's meant to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun with premium polarized shades. Check these babies out. They're so fun. And customized snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements, meaning if you're like me, okay, and lose or break a pair even on day one, they'll send you a new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't like them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Again, their team, they always have your back. And here's an exclusive offer for all of you road trippers out there. Shady Rays is giving you their best deal yet. Go to ShadyRays.com and use their promo code ROADTRIPPING for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shady Rays that are rated five stars by over 200,000 people online. That's ShadyRays.com and the promo code ROADTRIPPING. Um, all right. How about Steph Curry? Did you watch his performance? 22 of his 36 in the fourth and overtime uh, as the Warriors beat the Bucks 126 to 116. Uh, yeah, unfortunately I did. I mean, he just, he's just nasty, but I also think the Bucks aren't going to, during a regular season, change up anything that they're doing right mm-hmm. uh also they were missing that big monster weren't they because of his wrist but yeah he... <laughs> i mean listen so it's good just job, another guys. regular it's just another regular season game for you what for the bucks yeah yeah <laughs> drew holiday when is it out. not for the bucks <laughs> who continue right, to show and is, the bucks are the bucks are a veteran team and yeah. they're like, dog, we have like top 10 defense, top 10 offense. We're just like, you know what? We're going to play them and learn. We're not going to give them any schemes. We're not going to really go at them. Also, he go Drew Holiday. Like, if you really think about it, Drew Holiday had a costly turnover. Uh, uh, I think Chris Middleton had a turnover. Like, they had a bunch of turnovers that, like, shouldn't happen. They're just, like, kind of like, bloop, just go out of the way. And so, for me... Um, I'm not worried about the Bucks. I think that was a big win for Golden State. Uh, I still am weary of Golden State, like in a playoff situation on the road. Let me ask you, from that standpoint, that is a big discussion. Obviously, seven and twenty-six this season on the road for the Warriors. How much of an element, though? I don't think there's any final word and and we're all still waiting and prayers up because I don't think anyone really knows, at least from the outside looking in, what's going on with Wiggins. You, you hope all yeah. is well. He's been out for personal reasons. How much is he a factor into where they're oh. going to be able what? to? Exactly, right? Uh, yeah, let's not forget, you know, as much as we criticized early on, is Wiggins a winner? Is he doing this or that? There were rumblings about him being 
your finals MVP mm-hmm. getting 17 and 20, 16 and 17, like balling out defending. He's another guy that can score on his own runs without the ball moves without the ball, elite defender, bouncy, like rebounds outside of his space. Like for me, there have been glimpses of what happened earlier on with this Warriors team that I don't think subconsciously has ever really been addressed. I think they're just like, let's play through it. But like Draymond and Jordan Poole, like those type of things don't happen that often. Mm -hmm. Now, do I think it'll affect them winning? Eh, Maybe. What I really think them affects them winning is like, you need Steph to do that, to win a game versus a Giannis-less Bucks. That to me is a little scary. Let's take a look at a fan question. <laughs> cool. Uh, um, because I'm going to go into a part of my pause there. I'm going to go into some Mavericks stuff after this. So get your Ooh. mind right for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, this is from Cherm502. Who would win a shooting contest today out of the three of you legends? Oh, fucking barbecue and both. It would... Barbecue and both. Not even close. Not even close. I went and shot. I did something. I all-star break. I was shooting. I put the clip up. The but he I was already made 36 in a row before I even got to then they were like, Well, you're just in the same spot. And so I started moving. And that's how I missed two out of the next 20. So, like, yeah, this this click click. I gotta register this as a non-concealed weapon. <laughs> Oh my God, stop it. I could not even. Having said that, Channing's never tried to, to take me on in a shooting contest. I can get inside his head so shoot. easily. You shoot with two hands. It's a lie. That is a lie. I've got one you of the best like a volleyball forms. player. Beef. What's that? I crushed at volleyball too. Absolutely not. No one handles a volleyball that way. Um, what? No, this is how called, you shoot. That's called you setting. You make that noise. No, this is... Here we are. Shout out to my Toledo Rockets, by the way. I'm going to take a moment because the women are dancing. March Madness. Big time win over our rivals. Go on. You have rivals? Yeah. Phoenix DeVry University? (laughs) How did those uh, Wildcats do? (laughs) Check on it. (laughs) Stop. Second. Act 12 champs. Let me check on the ladies for you. The ladies. Hold on. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, we already did. The Toledo Rockets. No, no, no. Taking no. on Iowa are... State and Knoxville. Oh, no, no, no. Shout out. I actually worked games this weekend with a Arizona alum. Steve Quist was my play-by-play. And I was Tight. like, he was watching the UCLA Arizona game at some, at like one point in the game. I was like, Steve, we're calling, we're calling a game here. And I looked down and it's because Arizona was on. And you guys, it was a close one. It was a very close one. That was, I will agree. That was a awful call. That offensive foul was awful against UCLA, but it is what it is. Oh, it's not done yet. Uh, we're 24th, tournament? which is fine. That's right where we want them. <laughs> 24th, we're fine. <laughs> done. Right where we want them. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about the Mavericks. Okay. Um, where are they currently? Eighth? As it stands today in the Western Conference, not rolling. Um, to your point, they've lost two in a row. Seven-point loss to the Pelicans. Had a four-point loss to the Grizzlies. They've got Memphis coming up again. Spurs at Lakers at Memphis again. Wow. Then they got Golden State, a couple of Charlottes in there. Miami, Sac. 
I'm just they'll not be in the postseason dealing with some injuries. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dealing with some they'll, injuries they'll be in though. The postseason. They will be in the postseason. Okay. I am just not rolling with their style of play, personally. I just why since February eleventh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're three and a three and eight since February eleventh. To me, I think we're, uh, we're as much as I appreciate James Harden. I think that only goes so far. And I think Luka Doncic is a younger, bigger James Harden. And I think adding Kyrie, the idea of it was mm-hmm. nice, but I don't, everyone else now, it just, there used to be one guy holding and four people moving. Now it's two guys standing and three people trying to move. And like the spacing isn't right there. Their flow was different. I just think it's, unless they just magically get going, it's going to be tough, right? Because everyone else just stands so much. It's awkward to watch. It's a lot. It reminds me of the old Houston teams. You go, I go. You go, I go. And they're just not a movement team. Yeah. How do you change maybe, that? Because I was listening you know. to the call the other day with it as well. And being able to play off one another versus taking turns. You can't. You can't. I don't think so. I've never seen it. Have you? No. So my point is, is how do they. guys like. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that, right? Like you would say Chris Paul and James Harden work because Chris Paul's a screen and roll guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, James Harden is a one-on-one guy, but also a screen and roll guy. So, but like Kyrie's a one-on-one guy and Luke is a one-on-one guy based on matchups. So like they both love the same side of the floor. They, you know, obviously Kyrie could go anywhere. Same with Luca, but they both like going left. They both are, you know, not like... You know, Steph and Clay work because Clay runs around like a crazy man. So does Steph. Right. And then they mm-hmm. take advantage of those things or, you know, like John Wall, Bradley Beal work or Kyrie and Braun work. Like, but when you have two guys that do and are almost exactly the same, just different, you would need one that's left-handed, one that's right-handed. Like you would need some type of uh, like dance. And right now they're just like, okay, your turn. You take the stage. Now mine, now you, now mine. And, you know, I, I think they're trying to figure it out. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs. They're just going to get double teamed all over the place. Yeah. And then they're going to have to just start playing even more one-on-one. But they're still yeah. dangerous. It's still dangerous. Because of those two guys, which is yeah. an interesting thought in general. Um, Let's go to the East. As a former Knickerbocker yourself, I wanted to actually talk about this last week, um, but it got past us. The Knicks. Are they for yeah. real? Are they a first first round exit how far can they go in the east they get back in the wind column last night over the lakers you know what they're tough they're They're tough tough. well they're energetic still right like they are julius randall set the tone so early for that team and like they have more guys who know how to play basketball like the fact that rj barrett is not your third best player anymore or he is, he may be on and off, makes him so dangerous. Who do you have? Right? It's like, Brunson? Huh? Randall? Brunson? Hart? You're putting Hart number two? Number three. Number three, okay. Now here's Okay, why. so you got Brunson, Randall, Hart. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Here's why uh, I have Josh Hart over R.J. Barrett. Josh Hart does every little thing that is needed consistently. 
getting rebounds outside his area, pushing the pass, cutting, screening. To me, that is like, why is Andre Guadalla so invaluable when he plays to the Warriors? Because he's not out there for stats. Like, if, you know, in college, our coach told us, don't do the same thing the last person did. Like, if one dude dribbles, pump fakes, and kick it to you, you drive to the hole and kick out, or you drive to shoot, or are you ready to shoot? Like, don't catch the ball, hold it, and dribble again, and then the next person catch the ball, dribble again. Like, if you watch Josh Hart play, he's just another guy who knows basketball, where I think RJ sees the game linear. He mm-hmm. sees it like, I'm going to the rack, I'm going to the rack, I'm going to the rack, which is fine, uh, which is good, but he's in a place now where he doesn't have to think about really making plays for others because by the time it gets to him, the right play is for him to play the way that he does. Yeah, fair. Uh, The Josh Hart last night is specifically, to your point, the offensive rebounds late, the free throws, just the the stability that a guy like that, when he's not your number one guy. Yes, yeah. But he knows. He's just like, okay, Julius has drove six times. No one else is touching it. You know what I'm going to do? Dribble handoff, and I'll roll to the hoop. Now mm-hmm. it's creating an action. Now I kick back out to the three. Somebody, it, he's creating energy for the other guy, for the other side of the floor. Julius is going to dribble down. He's going to hit you with his one-on-one moves. He's going to try to get fouled. He's not really a shaker and mover like that. Like, Julius isn't a screen real hard. Roll, screen another guy. He's like a catch, let me be the best player on the court type player which has shown out really well this year because the other guys do and move around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's impressive. It's fun to watch for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's rare to find a Tibbs team with this much energy enthusiasm late in the season. Yeah. And it's dangerous because they're still running regular season sets. So hopefully with Josh and Jalen healthy and, and uh, uh, Julius, Julius will move around more in the playoffs because he's just going to get double teamed. They're just going to double team the shit out of him. But now they have shooters and guys willing to score on those swings, swing, swings. Can we talk about how, sorry, it it happened a couple weeks ago, but when D Rose got put in the game and the ovation and the love, we had him on the podcast. Obviously he was a teammate of yours in Cleveland Channing. Like it was, it was such a, like such a wholesome moment for a guy I mean, it's God. D Rose is an interesting. I almost like cried for that. It's awesome how much everybody likes him, mm-hmm. even though he's done some wild things. <laughs> like D Rose just up and left us, and then came back, and everyone's like, "Okay, no big deal." Like went to Mexico and got married. Like in the middle of the season, he was our starting point guard. He went. He was on the Knicks. Up and left mm-hmm. the Knicks. But like nobody remembers any of that because of what D Rose was and who he is as a person. Now I'm not bringing that up to bash on him. These are just facts. But what I'm saying is he's such a nice guy that even if he does something wildly crazy and out of pocket, they're like, Oh, it's D Rose. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But like, he's earned that because he plays the game with such tenacity and like enjoyment. Uh, I do wish that they would have allowed him to go and be in Chicago. Mm. I, I do wish that. I hope he gets to go there this summer. Uh, whatever is going on with his career, obviously the Bulls need as many guards as possible. You see, even with Patrick Beverly, that team has a lot more life. Just because Pat is making the right moves, 
None yeah. of those guys are point guards. Alex Caruso is not a point. Zach DeRozan, none of those guys. DeSomu is not a point guard. Yeah. It's it, there's not many of those stories to your point too of Derek going back to Chicago. There's not a lot of those stories and opportunities. I mean, Channing, it was one of those moments for you in Cleveland and what Cleveland meant to you and for you to finish your career there. It's it's just special and it hits different. I mean, Derek is it one of those guys, and I think many people could say this as well. Man, if he didn't have those injuries, so many Dude, people he's wonder. Top three man, if he didn't have those injuries for me. <sighs> one God. is Grant Hill, two is Derek mm-hmm. Rose. And my sleeper is three, Brandon Roy. Those are my three. Fourth is Greg Oden, because I saw Greg when he was sort of healthy. Yeah. When I tell people take this for granted, he broke his wrist and still shot 75% from the free throw line in college as a big man. Yeah. Like, think about that. Think about how hard that is. Right. And then came to the league, obviously had hip and feet issues, but like, I saw the talent. Right. Huge. Got into the booze a little bit, you know, like really was struggling with life itself, injuries. But like he was a guy that I go would have dominated the MVP or the MVP, the, the NBA dominated. What was your thoughts on uh, his quote that he just put out? What do you say? In terms of letting down Portland and he, he felt like he let people down. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I think we we see this a lot more now. Mm-hmm. It is watching a kid grow up into being a man with mm-hmm. that much pressure. We see more people not live up to unnecessary expectations than we do, than we do for real. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like Braun is one of one and we think Braun is normal. Braun is one of one in his own thing. There's never been another high school kid in our generation, in the, in the AU generation mm-hmm. that has lived up to expectations as quickly as LeBron has. Now, Greg going one year in college, getting picked over Kevin Durant. That also hurt coming here with some injuries and maybe not correctly having the right veterans around him or the situation where he is being put uh, to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. Being on a team like, with, you know, being on a team, being the number one pick with Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge, who's an all-star, he was just trying to fit in and be a team player. But when you come in as a number one pick, the expectations for you to just dominate, he never really got a chance to really work on his game. What you saw was pure talent. And mm-hmm. that expectation became a weight. It took the fun away from basketball. Just to quote him, too. Um, he, I pulled up the quote just to make sure that it was accurate. I just felt like a failure. I felt like I let a a lot of people down, letting Portland down, letting the whole entire staff and organization down. I felt like I let my family down and everybody who coached me and believed in me. I just secluded myself from everybody. He wouldn't leave his home for two weeks at times. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Gio was amazing, amazing human, a big kid at the time. And and sometimes when basketball is everything you have and basketball isn't fun anymore, Mm -hmm. it breaks you. The one thing that you have to obsess over and all of a sudden it's like, okay, every day I got to walk on nails. Yeah. It's not fun. And you have to turn off your emotion and then it's, yeah, it is not fun. So Greg did not disappoint anybody Mm -hmm. to this day. I think Greg is one of the most talented big men I have ever had the opportunity to play with. He was an amazing human, and I wish him nothing but the best.
Yeah. Great stuff. Well said. Um, I was just in Sacramento over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to give you this one. And then if there's anything else you want to discuss before we wrap this up, um, yeah, yeah. I was just in the weekend calling state championships at the golden one center in Sacramento and all the hype is obviously about the Kings. You saw the video of the, the Kings fans at summer league, leaving summer league oh, saying, yeah. screaming, we're getting, 40 wins. <laughs> we're getting 40 wins this year. And here they are reached the 40 win mark. I think the first time since 2006, early 2000s. Um, mm -hmm. Rumbles talks of Mike Brown being the outright coach of the year. Oh, we talked a lot about the Kings, whether they're for real or not when it comes to the postseason. Yeah. Coach Brown, easily. Coach, coach of the Brown, year, easily in your mind? Coach of the year. Oh, yeah, easily. Okay. Easily. Lori Marketing, most improved. Coach Brown, coach of the year. Um, defensive player of the year to me, I think, should be Jaron Jackson Jr. To me, I think it should be. Um, watching him play the way he's played. Staying out of foul trouble as much as he can, um, I think he changes the whole dynamic of that team. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be as good. Listen to this; it's a fact. John Morant cannot play or play. They are still going to be a top eight team. When Jaron Jackson Jr. does not play, they are six to ten. It is a which fact. is so crazy that we have him, and rightfully so, respect have him in that defensive player of the year conversation. When you go back to the start of the year, and he missed a month. What was it? Yeah. A month with the injury. Yeah. It's yeah. as if it never phased him or or the squad. Yeah, you know what? He's you know he's dealt with injuries, right? So yeah. the team is not uh, too worried about that, right? So mm -hmm. he missed a month, and they obviously balled out early, and then yeah, you know I mean they were doing a little. They were like five hundred early on, win two, lose two, win one, lose two. And then all of a sudden they went on that win streak in December. Well, they just dominated that month. They went something in four, the month in four. Anyways, he is really good. I think Darren Jackson Jr. should be it. Or you look at a guy like Brooke Lopez, who all of a sudden just decided he wants to block shots. Um, yeah. And lastly, to me, I still think, like, if we're really talking about stuff, I, you know, I'm not mad at Nicholas Claxton. Like, yeah. I'm not mad at Nick Claxton. Right. For what he does, leading the league in blocks, um, just being a force on that young Nets team. They're still winning. <laughs> they are yeah. still winning, people. Like they didn't blow it up that bad. It didn't blow up. They just had a little fart. They didn't poop their pants. Sick. They just started. Okay, so you just gave I'm I have to ask the rest then. You just gave most improved, yeah. you gave coach of the year, you gave your defensive player of the year. What are we missing? Sixth man MVP. and MVP. Sixth man, uh, I have um, uh, Bobby Portis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think, no offense to Norman Powell, no offense to Jordan Clarks and these guys. I think you look at what Bobby Portis has done. He's solidified that bench. They've been one of the number one teams almost all year throughout injuries. His play transforms them. Uh, and then MVP. Now, here is my non-biased opinion. I think us. it should be Joel Embiid. Why? I think everybody is going to look at the numbers. I'm doing it by eye test, right? Okay. To me, Joel Embiid's engagement defensively is – so it, where Jokic is elite at, you know, um, passing, he's a B – B minus on defense, which is great, which is great. Everything else is even. 
Joel Embiid defensively is an A+. So to me, I'm going Joel Embiid's style of play, I think transfers to the East to the playoffs. Now, is that criteria? Is that it? I don't know. This is just Channing talking. I think Joel Embiid's style of play transfers to the playoffs to give his team the best chance at winning. Where I don't, I have not seen that from Jokic outside the bubble. What does he have me. to do, if anything, more to make sure he locks up that award? Uh, continue to, to absolutely. Do, I also do look, and hey, people are going to argue with me. I do look up, look at the matchup. I looked at the matchup. What happened when Embiid played Jokic? And Joel Embiid not only won that game, but dominated that game. When right? Embiid and played I'm just Giannis. Like, or not Giannis, uh, Jokic. No, you Jokic, said Jokic, sorry. and I said, what about when Embiid played Giannis? Do you look at you look at all the matchups? or do you, Yeah, you just... yeah, but I look at, like, who was who's the king? Who trying to come for the throne, right? Mm-hmm. Look at these numbers, okay? We're just going to go till February. I'm going to go till he scored less than 20, which he has not since <laughs> February say, when was 20th. That? 34, 39, 39, 42, 31, 35, 27, 41, 27, 32, 29, 23, a little blemish, but that was in Houston because they, in 30 minutes, 23 points in 30 minutes. And they won. 37, 35. Oh, they beat the junk out of them. Yeah. 28, 31, 33, 28, 30, 47, 26. The only time he scored less than 20 was obviously because they went out on New Year's Eve. That was against OKC, and he had 16 points. That is the last time that man has scored under 20 points, that and October 20th. Allie, do you know how ridiculous that is? How many games has Joel played? 54. He's played 54 of their 68? 68. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at this point, my when thing you is look 65, at... you play 65 games, 60, 65 games, especially for Joel Embiid, who has a big history. Mm-hmm. That's a beast. That's, yeah. that's a beast. Leading the league and scoring again, two years. Giannis, in row? Giannis has played 52 games. And, and I yep. say these three guys specifically, because obviously they're at the top. you got 48 wins. Oh, right, winning right, right. Matters to me when it comes to this, obviously award as well, your impact on winning. The Bucks have 48 wins. You've got 46 wins for Denver. You got 45 wins for Philly. So we're all right there, yeah. right? You've got 52 yeah, games yeah, yeah. for Giannis. You've got what? 54 for Joel. Yep. These are just all little things. 60 games. I mean, <laughs> it's so hard. It's, Throw it, a hat anyone, and pick. <laughs> yeah, anyone. Now, I personally wanna I want the responsibility of being an MVP on Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good for the NBA. I think it'll be good because Joel Embiid takes a challenge. Did you hear when he played Gobert? He was like, well, Gobert's not really a – you don't really get up to play him. But, like, I like that. Yeah. I like that. He's like, man, I'm not even worried about this dude. Right. Obviously, going out there barbecue chicken. But, like, to me, I like that competitive nature. I think that shows great for the mm-hmm. next generation. Not that Jokic isn't great for the next generation, but I like some of the theatrics of it. Yeah. Right. I, I like agree. the shit talking. I like the the trolling. I like the challenging and that Joel and B's not buddy buddy with everybody. Right. Yeah. 
I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I personally like that. So that's just me. And if any one of them, Giannis, Jokic, or Embiid win, I'll be like, absolutely right. Correct. Throw a party for them. They hard to get it, it wrong. But yeah, hard to get it wrong. Hard to get it wrong. Um, all right. Well, this, this is a great episode. Um, we could yeah. end on a, uh, uh, the last question. If you want from a fan, say yeah, yes or no. It. And if <laughs> you sure you want it, <laughs> yes, you have to discuss this for at least 25 seconds. Oh God. Okay. Mr. Yeah. Troll Trollington. <laughs> okay. I said, if you could ask the crew any questions, go. And he said, she said, no, it would be he, Mr. Literally anything about Allie's feet. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you know in France how they have those big rolls of cheese? And it's just in factories. When Allie takes her shoes off, that's that's what it reminds me of. Like a really expensive charcuterie board. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Allie's feet is the same texture as like a uh, the rocky, sandy beach. As like shag carpet. Okay, she has hair is... growing from the top of her toes. You are not helping wow. my case. You're supposed to be my feet manager, sir. Dude, I am not the feet manager, miss. I think your feet are disgusting. Me and you wear the same size shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I do wear you size 11. My sandals I am 5'11". <laughs> that is a lie. You oh my, my God. The other day, we're like, damn, you've been wearing these down. You know exactly how you feel about my feet. But I'm no, I, I am not a feet guy. Channing, I appreciate appreciate your attention span and all your knowledge today. Oh, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it's it. It's another edition. We're here. Road <laughs> trippy. Peace.